Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. This is a CBC podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, before we start today's episode, there was something that uh, we felt like we need to sort of get off our chest, especially for brand new listeners. If you're tuning into Sick Boy Podcast for the first time, we want you to be uh, aware that we have three main pillars that we kind of stand by and that we want to incorporate into every episode. So each episode, we, we want to laugh, right? Comedy is one of our main pillars. We are, are constantly looking for the lighter side of illness, uh, to find light or levity in a rather, you know, dark situation. Our second pillar is, is inspiration, okay? We want to be inspired and, and find inspiration in, in the fearless people who, who face different illnesses every single day and in turn build a community that can support each other as one, right? And then finally, we want to educate. We want to raise awareness. We want you and we want us to better understand illnesses and what people go through on a day-to-day basis. The reason um, I'm bringing this up is because today's episode, I don't think we hit those three pillars, this is a bit of a different episode. This was brand new territory for us. And in hindsight, we could have gone about the conversation a little bit differently than we did. We are trying to facilitate storytelling. And we're not here to pass judgment on the guests that voluntarily, willingly come in and talk to us and share their story with us. We're trying to approach that situation with compassion. Compassion. Well, the the three of us are yoga teachers. Yeah. And we practice compassion. One of our goals is to reserve judgment. But we just want to say that unequivocally, we do not condone a lot of the things that our guest says in this episode. So it's going to be pretty intense. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the episode. But also, at the end, join in on this conversation because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And there's a lot of really fucking important issues, I think, that are going to come from this conversation. And some reform that needs to happen in some of these areas. So... Fuck, take the next hour and whatever, and uh, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Ricky Jess. He has HIV. Let's talk about it.
I feel like this is. Uh, I feel like we should dive into this. Um, it's currently seven o'clock. Are you in a rush or anything? Not you at got, all. You got some time. Sweet. No. Let's let's kill some time. Um, <laughs> so, Taylor, welcome back. Fucking first time recording since you've been back from India. Good to be back. I was really excited that I got to Man, intro uh, today the episode that we dropped yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't get to be on the episode so well. Feels good to have you back, man. Not yeah, it lie. does. Feels fucking, good to be back in fucking, the chair. Fucking missed your ass. <laughs> Do you feel rusty? Uh, I felt a little rusty teaching today. You look yeah. rusty. You look real rusty. What do you teach? Yoga. Cool. Yeah, I have a yoga studio. Um, I do you mean like I like the the color of my tan skin? Yeah, you know like that's what I meant. Color? That's what I meant. Yeah, you, you have a very good tan. Okay, well done. <laughs> uh, so today, uh, this this is interesting. We're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, a, a disease that I feel like to date. And Ricky, I don't know if you have listened to our past episodes, but if if this disease hopped in the ring with any of the other diseases we had in the battle of the diseases, I feel like this one would kick the living shit. This is like the <laughs> Conor McGregor of uh, diseases yeah, right now. You love Conor McGregor. I do. Yeah. Can't wait for Saturday Night's Fight. Yeah. Um, Ricky, hi. Hey. <laughs> Why don't you tell the listeners what you are dealing with? Uh, I'm dealing with HIV. Boom. Yeah. It's pretty that, shitty. That's a kick to the gut. Yeah. How shitty is HIV? Um, well, physically feeling, honestly, not that shitty. You look, I, you look great. Thank you. I mean, you look... I feel pretty great. You look totally fine. Healthy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. look healthy as fuck. Yeah. So I, uh, I, don't, uh, I didn't really notice that much. At first, I got like maybe a bit of swollen lymph nodes and um, yeah, just... I had like fever, but I thought that could have been anything, right? And right, then, um, right. but other than that, that was just at the very beginning. And ever since, like, two months after I got diagnosed, I never really feel anything. I'm so really it, excited it, to hear about like what like the the symptoms and everything yeah. are of HIV yeah. because I think that any time I've ever heard about HIV. It's just been like HIV is bad. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's never been like HIV is this or that or this or that. It's just it's bad. Yeah, I totally never, agree with you. I've never heard. Yeah, that. I, bad. I also uh, sorry, sorry. Um, I also want to know the difference between HIV and AIDS. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they aren't the same thing, right? Not exactly. Not exactly. We'll find out about that. Well, yeah, why don't yeah. you tell us what what um, is the difference between AIDS and HIV? Um, honestly, I'm just gonna say I'm not that. I'm not that uh, 100% knowledgeable on the That's difference, okay. but uh, from what I've gathered, AIDS is just when you're, uh, you can't form any more uh, T4 cells okay. or CD4 cells. And um, so that means your body is just, your immune system's down and you can't build it back up. So, so AIDS is a byproduct of HIV. It seems so, yeah. It's, it's age is just where your HIV gets to a point where, you, like, there's no turning back. You can't build your immune system back, okay. so you're you're like more likely to get all these AIDS related sicknesses. Like pneumonia is really popular, sure. and yeah, so okay. popular, Die from so a cold. so hot right now. Pneumonia is so hot, it's very, yeah, very, yeah, very very hot. Uh, so usually when we bring guests in, we have no idea what they <laughs> like their their story. Now, when you approached us, you. <laughs> You 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 pretty much wrote a fucking novel. You might as well just put that thing in a leather bound book yeah, and sell it. Yeah, I uh, barfed that up in an email. For yeah, sure. yeah, an email. It, that's yeah. It was a fucking email. Um, so let's go back to the very beginning. Uh, when were you 
A, when were you diagnosed? What year? Um, it was probably about two years ago. Okay. I was diagnosed. Okay. Before right. that, the yeah. last test I had was about a, like a year and a half ago. So I could have had it. A year and a half from that time. From that time. Sure. So I could have... I okay. could have had it from a year before that. So. so let's go way the fuck back. Okay. Who is Ricky <laughs> J? Uh, Ricky J. He's a little kid from Elmsdale, Nova Scotia. Elmsdale. East Hans. Uh, I went to Halifax when I was 18 to do theater with you. Yeah, we met a long, yeah. long time ago. Different, Like a whole past Pretty life. much everybody yeah. that Jeremy meets gets sick. Oh, stay away! Stay away from me, folks. Well, I was destined yeah. to get it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How old are you? I'm 26. <laughs> just turned 26 this February. You're 28. 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I moved to Halifax, did the theater thing, got bored, moved to Toronto, had a lot of fun in Toronto, met a lot of men in Toronto, and. So you were a, a you are a uh, a gay male. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> super gay. Yeah, Not I like don't 99? just like super gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really dig the snatch when, very much. When, <laughs> when did you decide to be gay? Um, I would have to Jesus say Christ. when uh, I tried it with my girlfriend and it just wouldn't work. Yeah. And I said, nope, not going to happen. I'm going to be myself. So uh, Ricky J, super gay, moves Pretty to gay. Toronto. Yep. And you're loving it. I was loving it. Yeah, I was loving it. Were you fun. like on the church street, like that, like right down the smack dab <laughs> middle of the whole scene? Or? I wasn't really a church street kind of guy. Sure. Okay. So uh, making gay friends was kind of hard. Right. You're um, like a hipster gay dude. Yeah, I'm like a cool hipster gay dude. <laughs> yeah. I guess. No. But uh, it just wasn't my scene. Sure. It wasn't really uh, my uh, kind of crowd. But um, so it was hard finding gay friends and especially gay partners too so this is like pre grinder as well this is grinder grinder this oh. is all during grinder oh, yeah during grinder oh yeah okay. yeah yeah so that helped <laughs> yeah that helped a lot when it come, came to meeting people but it's but like um, trying to find friends on tinder right exactly it's impossible yeah. <laughs> no well no 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 i've got some buds okay maybe not i, I made some buds on tinder <laughs> you, i have AJ. straight up i have sure the buds I've made always <laughs> you came. Don't look at me like that. I'm not looking at you or anything. Yeah, you are. No, yeah, you anyway, are. No. Carry on. Anyway, uh, oh, the buds I've came always came after hooking up with them. Yeah. <laughs> so right. if I had any yeah. friends, we 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 fucked first. You fucked first. Yeah, yeah of course. Take, took the car for a test drive. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was hard to it was hard to build like good solid relationships with mm. guys out there. So right. Yeah. Now, HIV is a, I mean, I guess there's a, 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 a number of different ways you can contract it, but you, and I guess you don't know exactly how you contracted it. Oh, or? definitely sexually. Oh, yeah. so for sure yeah. sexually. Yeah, like, I mean, you can get it through sharing needles, which I have never yep. done. And you can catch HIV from sharing um, uh, like uh, straws when you're snorting, snorting cocaine. Yeah. And Our shit. friend uh, Brandon, who oh, has yeah. H, uh, hepatitis C, he was telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, so was that there. the one that was on the channel on one of your guys' podcasts? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and he was talking about that exact thing. Because yeah, they, I guess blood on the on the whatever you're using to sniff can. Right. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, so you'll see a lot of warnings for that kind of yeah. thing. And I, we didn't in know clinics that. and stuff. We didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, until he said that. Yes. But you most. Definitely got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really snort drugs. Sure. Right, right. My sinuses, too bad that way. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it, and I had a bunch of unsafe sex, so I'm just going to assume that's how I got it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, then when, how did you find out that you had it? So you were mentioning at the top that you had 
some symptoms of being yeah i had yeah like swollen lymph nodes was a big thing my weight i don't really know but i yeah i my lifestyle besides just having unsafe sex wasn't the healthiest either so it could have been a number of things i have gotten syphilis a couple times in the past so which share the same symptoms as when you get hiv so i thought it was that but i mean in the back of my mind i was saying i probably have it is syphilis just like oh gosh you get it and then you take it like chlamydia, you just take it's, a pill it's pretty easily treatable. Shots. Yeah, but it, in the back in the day, it could kill you. Yeah, uh, before yeah. before we knew how to treat it, it, it would like, like fuck your head up. Yeah, like yeah. melted your brain. Or yeah, shit. yeah, and your eyes would get all messed up, and it like people can go blind if they don't get it treated. Yeah, yeah. it pretty much like eats away at your insides. Well, so eventually, so okay, well, here's my question: You got syphilis twice, you said? Yeah, I've had. Oh man, I've had syphilis, chlamydia a bunch of times. I got crabs when I was 15. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about this then. Let's talk about this because I am a, I am so terrified of STDs, and I always have been. And you were saying you were having a lot of unprotected sex, but like you, what's up with like? At what point do you go, oh, maybe I should fucking throw a condom on my dick because, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's been itching for a few years. <laughs> you know, when does that? Um, well, I never really had that. That's like I was never really cautious about my safety, really. So like the first time I had unsafe sex, I was really like, wow, you shouldn't have done that. Second time, I was like, okay, you're increasing the risk. Third, fourth, fifth time, I was just like, you fucking have it at this point. So after a while, before I knew I had HIV, it just got easier because I said to myself, you probably have it. So a- HIV you, or, or HIV. syphilis? No, syphilis just, I like syphilis just. You're like, whatever, I'll, just yeah, do I'll deal with it. When you wrote us, what? when you wrote us. Yeah, I know. Um, when you wrote the story to us, when you wrote your story to us, uh, one thing that stood out to me was like the, in the way that you wrote, and, and it was compelling, like, Honestly, the way that you wrote it, there was like a lot of periods. There was a lot of like blunt statements, which I was like, oh, this is a really cool writing style. Um, Thank you. Uh, and one of them was like, I love getting I love high. Raw sex. <laughs> yeah, raw I do. Sex, yeah. And it was like, I love it. And was that a, was that a, was that something psychologically that, that propelled that forward? Just like that is more important to me than the health part of it. That's not really what I thought. I guess I just, the health part, I just put it on my brain because it was easy to put it on my brain. I mean, a lot of people won't even walk 10 feet to the edge of the bridge because they're terrified. You know, yeah. I just don't have that. So it just wasn't, it was never on my mind. A bit at the beginning, you know. Does sure. that does that translate into every part of your life? Every part of my life, which is you're just dangerous. like a, you're just a, you don't really have much risk assessment. No. Nope. So you're like, eh, fuck it. So, I'm a, yeah, but, I'm a fucking but were guy. you because you, obviously you were finding out that you had syphilis and crabs and and chlamydia or whatever, like all these things. So how were you? If you if you didn't care about your health, then were you were you only getting tested because you thought something was going on? I, I wouldn't say it's not that I didn't care about my health. I I also had this like idea in my head that I was like a Superman. Like I had a body of like, it would take a lot for someone to destroy me. So 
I kind of pushed that, but um, even though you were eating like shit, and I was not eating. Really treating I would, I, your I, body I, with respect. Yeah, like I pushed my body until it was either too late, or I felt something, or I was just noticeably. But then you would go and get checked. Yeah, like I got checked, obviously, because I, you know, I, I can get better, and that's what'll you know make it better. And also being responsible for your other partners too. You don't want to pass it on. So, right. I mean, I'm I'm I was very careless about catching all these diseases, but. I also I didn't want them. Then, you then know? how regularly would you get checked? Uh, it was about a year, but once a year. Okay. So, Which, but like in the meantime, you would be hooking up with oh, multiple partners. Hundreds. And, yeah. I, for the amount of hundreds, sex, man, hundreds I, of partners, hundreds of partners in my lifetime. Oh, hundreds. you were just you were just yeah, fucking man. like a rabbit. Yeah, it was bad, but um, Jesus. yeah, the amount of sex I was having, I should have been. Go in there every like week, nice. yeah, like once a week. <laughs> hey George, I'm back. <laughs> like, yeah, but I didn't, and I think every single time I got tested, I had something like I, syphilis. Is syphilis? It, it's easier to get syphilis when you've had it before because it kind of like it stays in your body for life, which Ooh. a lot of people don't know. I don't think, but uh, yeah. So I feel like it was easier for me to get it the next time. Also. The last time I had it, I was probably HIV positive at the time. And when you're HIV positive and you don't know it, you're you're like an open door for all other STDs. It's so much easier to get okay. chlamydia and syphilis. Okay, and let's come back to that. Let's let's talk about the day you get that news. You are positive with HIV. Yeah, it was. A, she had like this little kit. I guess I compared it to like a pregnancy test or whatever. Where did you go? Did you just go into like a walking clinic, uh, or were you? They, was it, like a, it was like a, a mobile health. clinic, so they like they have spaces all throughout Toronto where they bring their gear, and then it was actually next door to my house. I could look out my bedroom window and see Easy. the see the place. So I went over there. Uh, she pricked my finger. She's like looking at this square disc thing, the longest five minutes of my life. And then oh so oh so this is purely for we're looking for H- HIV, HIV HIV yeah oh wow okay. yeah and it's on like a little test like a kit like a pregnancy they test. do it right there yeah and it's like two blue lines positive one blue line not or something like that whoa and then she was like I'm sorry you're positive and then oh, fuck. I just kind of how did she did was that it she's like no oh, I'm, she was I'm like, sorry Ricky you're like, positive your test came back positive today. That's how she said it. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, but it was it wasn't oh, like emotionally. I was I was pretty numb. Like I didn't. I'm like at the time I was like, all right, okay. I remember putting my head down on her table and I got up and she was about to ask me like, well, you can do this. You can go in the room, talk to this person, that person. Like, there's services right here for you right now in case you want them. And I just got up and left. And, and what are what are those services? Um, I don't know. But I you guess there said, was someone you could have talked to. I probably filled out a form, you know, got – they may have referred me to a family doctor. I'm not sure what kind of help sure. they would have was, had to offer, but I wasn't I wasn't going to stick around for what that. What was the uh, the first thing that went through your mind when you found out that you were positive? Uh, thank God I have peace of mind. Honestly, that's what it was. Because it wasn't you knew like – I knew it, anyway. It was just looming? Like, yeah, and it, it was just, just like – if I have it or not, I just want to fucking know, you know? And there was a sense of peace when she told me, which is, which kind of sounds bad, but like, yeah, I had like a, I know now. Okay. So after you find out, do you, and again, coming back to Brandon, when he got hepatitis C, he was contracted or or, sorry, contacted by the CDC. Mm Mm-hmm. And they told him they're like, "Hey, you have this this disease. Um, 
but he wasn't obliged to tell his past partners. Was that correct? Like he wasn't because obliged it, to tell people. Yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not, not sexually, sexually transmitted. Yeah. It's oh, okay. transmitted like in a similar way that you can get HIV through blood to right. blood contact. Yeah. If, if something that was say on a on a bill that you were or whatever using, yeah against, right did you get a call like that? yeah i did and um tell she, us about that call it was it was an awkward uncomfortable call um just because i didn't really want her to contact these like a couple of these people um i wanted to do it personally and and like she ended up she ended up saying well if we if you don't then like she pretty much was saying like the feds can like we'll do something about you. it. Yeah, we'll come and get you if you don't like like you know. And so, so were, you, were you saying like uh, uh, don't do it? I'll do it myself. No, because that was fine. Like she's, you could do it. I was just saying I didn't want to. You don't want them. to Yeah, know. like they were like the people that I could have got it from, or were like just sleazy fuckers who like already have it and just the whole like all the people I was having sex with. Just I didn't. I don't know. I guess I just didn't want. Her to contact them. For Where some were reason. you primarily meeting these people? Oh, Grinder for sure. Yeah, yeah. all online, right? Now, um, yeah. I wanted to say before we before we like even really do, like when we're talking about like having uh, like hundreds of sexual partners and you know you, you've got syphilis or you got you got all these STDs and I'm sure people will people will hear this and get totally think, freaked out and think mm-hmm. about the moral and think about the mo- the moral side of like of continuously having unprotected sex knowing that you've had and you're getting and you've got whatever um and i know that y- you explained to us a little bit about like what like the mentality of the of the community that you were in so like i i think that's important to to put that out there for everybody who's listening so that there isn't that sense of judgment that might come from that. Right. Yeah. It was cause like when I first started like talking to these guys, I was very judgmental. Like, cause I was like, what the fuck you guys are having all this sleazy sex. And the, what made things seem, I guess, okay, not okay, but just not like not as serious or big of a problem as it was, was, there were all these other guys out there, so many other guys doing the same thing. And like the more the merrier kind of thing, like, well, if Joe Schmo's out doing it, I mean, he seems like an okay guy. So I'm going to go do it too. And what do you mean by out doing it? Like, oh, out, oh, like, just, just, having, like, like just having promiscuous like, sex, like, just really just yeah. bareback and bareback and promiscuous, unsafe sex. Yeah. Cause so, like when I, like, I always assumed like nobody does that. Like unless you're you're with a partner that you love, like it's just something you don't do. Now, is that now? I know that. I mean, talking from you know f- between uh, the three of us, Brian and, and me and Taylor, at, as straight males, and I know other straight males who have sex with you know like whatever a, a hookup, like a one night stand with another woman. That fucking without a condom is um, is not unheard of, right? Uh, but in the gay scene, is it more, is it more of like a, Oh, you don't fucking go there. You don't do that. And if you do, is this what you're talking about? Like right. these guys who there is a scene. Cause you, you said the word in, in the email that you were heavy into the barebacking scene mm-hmm. and, and I don't know anything about really any of the gay scenes. So it's like, is that a, is that a essentially a community that are like, fuck condoms, it's like I like to compare guys who have bareback sex to like pregnant women 
because you don't like straight men don't have sex with with a condom or they they use condoms to prevent a woman getting pregnant usually right that's why girls go on the birth control it's like with men if, instead of catching a baby i catch the aids or i catch the hiv right but obviously hiv is so much more serious <laughs> than a baby or getting pregnant so a, lo- a lot less joyous a lot less joyous <laughs> plus it's a, like apparently it's much easier to pass on like anally, that's why it's like gay people have HIV, you know. Right. Yeah, so, that's right. always that's always like you never I've, hear of a woman who caught HIV. Yeah, from I've always sex. I've always heard of it in the context of it was either drug addicts or gay guys. Right. I think that's how like it's weird because there's because one it may have began that way. Like guys would catch it because your anal tissue is more sensitive to than like, you know, vaginal tissue, right? That's what they say. That's how you you're more likely to get it as a gay man. Because the because of the tears. And right. The, it's just easier then, to pass on yeah. the virus. But now Oh God. Now it's like Is that a thing? Like it's a are, thing, are yeah. you guys just fucking each other just yeah. Oh, that hurts my ass. Oh man. Thinking about that, you guys are just hurting each other's ass all the time. It doesn't hurt my friend. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Ricky. <laughs> I know that look. But no, like the more people that get it, now there's a huge group of gay guys that have HIV. So at that point, even if it's easier or not, like for a woman than a man to get it. The gay guy, there's going to be more gay guys that get it because there's a group of them already that yeah, have it, right? Sure. So it's just like it's just growing, you know. So yeah. one like, of the, one of the things that you mentioned is that you are having sex with uh, hundreds of partners, and if you're meeting them primarily on Grinder, um, I like I know I've uh, gay friends who use Grinder, and I'm not sure I, I don't I've never asked them enough about the like the barebacking versus not barebacking, but isn't it possible that there's people out there, possibly that you've met, that aren't necessarily into barebacking, but potentially on a one-night stand, you meet someone, you're having fun, maybe you have a few drinks. Is there a risk that maybe they're not really into that or aware of the kind of risk that they're they're putting themselves into? Um, there was a couple moments where I have hooked up with someone that wasn't positive and I was, and, um, they didn't want to wear a condom and, uh, like, did you tell them? Yeah, they knew. Yeah. They didn't want to wear a condom and they knew that I had HIV. Really? What the fuck? Yeah. See like that. Okay. Let's is real fucky. With and, we, and we, and we did. Blows like, my we, mind. We, we had sex. Anyway. Yeah. We had sex with a condom. Were, okay. were you drinking or anything or what? There's a lot of drugs involved. Yes. And this was, that yeah. was a part of what you wrote. Okay. Well, I'm so, Oh, fuck. So we get to the point where you find out you have HIV. Right. At this point, yeah. you're, you continue to go fuck. Yeah, I said fuck it, and I started doing drugs. I said, I really said fuck it. I went on like a website specific for barebacking. So it's just a bunch of guys online with sexy profiles and like the, the unspoken rule is you just you have bareback sex. So I was doing that. Having a bunch of people over, um, is, and is it, HIV talked about at all? In you this? know what? No, it's not. Like with these guys, it's not talked about at all. But is it like, kind of assumed but, that everybody has yeah, it? Yeah. So when you're on that site, you can say whether you have it or not, or you could say like, "Ask me" or something. I have it right on there. It says that I'm positive. So you kind of like you don't have to. If you're on that site, you obviously know what you're getting into. 
pretty much. Holy fuck. Yeah. And there's a ton of guys out there that just don't give a fuck. And they Is it because they don't give a fuck because they have it? I don't I don't I think it's they don't give a fuck because it's worth the pleasure of not wearing a condom. That was my that was what I want was that's what I was it's asking. Worth before. it sometimes. Is, like, is it just like it's that is it it's, that good? It's yeah. that fucking good. I'm that into it. Yo, Crazy. like okay. Well, I, I mean, when I, I have know, sex with my wife, I don't wear a condom, and it feels and I think amazing. And I think we can all relate. Yeah. To but when I have sex with it with someone who's not my wife, I fucking definitely wear a condom because, well, a, I'm terrified of STDs, and b. Like, I, your wife is involved. My, well, my wife yeah. is involved, but like, but so so it literally you guys have a you have a site you have a way of hooking up and and finding each other and it and it says like yo I'm Ricky I have HIV so are we doing this or not and someone goes yo I'm 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 Jeremy and I don't have HIV I'm still down to fuck you. Or I'm still down to let you fuck me. That that's a thing. Yeah, but those words never get said. Usually, it's just an unspoken. But it's there. It it's says there. it yeah. right there. It's like there. this I've is by never, my name. Yeah, I've never. I've never asked people. People have never asked me. It's just assumed on this on this website. And the people who are on there who aren't positive, they're they're asking for it. Pretty. Is much. there any legal? Okay, that was my yeah. Is the legal. Any, what is the legal sides? Um, if I am undetectable, meaning if I'm on medication prescribed by the doctor and if they test my blood and there's no traces of the HIV in the blood, that doesn't mean I don't have it. It's still there. But if there's no traces in the test, that means I'm undetectable. So if I have sex with a condom, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to disclose what's If you're, under, if you're if undetectable, undetectable and, and I use a condom. condom. Yeah. That's the law there. But if I don't wear a condom... Yeah, and like, yeah, I guess I, if I don't wear a condom and if I don't say anything, then I you're legally, legally bound, yeah, you're legally obliged. And that's to the tell crazy me. thing is because I've like rarely have I ever, and the person next to me, the person with me, like, okay, but Ricky, that's what I'm like, Ricky. If someone, if someone, let's just use a hypothetical here. If someone in Toronto that you slept with, it was a one night stand. You'll never see that fucking guy again. They didn't have HIV, right? Uh, a month and a half later, they find out they do have HIV. And then six months down the road, they get AIDS and they die. What, is, what does that mean? Like l- legally, like, what does that oh. mean? What, I mean, not, not morally, not morally. Okay. But I legally. Like, oh, geez, I don't know well, how I would feel well, about a, that. Well, I've well seen... a, a, legally, that can fuck you up big time, I'm sure. And and so, like, let, I, mean, I think that's just a given. But B, morally, and I'm not trying to like, oh, don't worry dude, I'm not that. trying to don't accuse you or anything. But what I'm what I'm saying is, is there any part of you right now that's sitting here and having this conversation that makes you just think, well, yeah, that that could have happened. Yeah, I mean, the possibility is always on my mind. But I mean, if this, if Joe Schmo that I'm having sex with. Without a condom, he knows that I have HIV. You know, I like know. I've never had, but you, but you never had the conversation with him. True, mind you, this has been on my profiles, right? The right. profile I have has, and I got that profile as soon as I knew that I had HIV. Yeah, before I tested positive, mind you, 
that's when nothing was said between me and those guys. But before you knew, you didn't know. And, you're and not you know what? He probably it. didn't know either. Or maybe he, or maybe my partner knew and didn't tell me. You and know? maybe, and maybe it's, giving you the benefit of the doubt, maybe it was the last person that you had sex maybe. with right before you went and got maybe. tested. Maybe. We don't know. We don't, that's all speculation. But my, my curiosity is more so about, because you mentioned, we briefly glazed over the fact that uh, you could be having sex with someone who doesn't know that you have HIV, you haven't disclosed that to them, and then all of a sudden you guys are both doing drugs and you're fucked up and you just want to have a good time. And I totally understand that like you're two Dude, people in the heat, heat of the, the moment, moment right? and you just want to fuck <laughs> and all of a sudden the drugs get in the way of everything, they cloud your judgment. But are you saying anything or is there any conversation or is it just a... Whatever we're doing this now because we're fucked up and it's going to be fun. Uh, at, like when I first started having drug-induced sexual pleasures, it was just shut up, put it in my mouth, kind of have mm-hmm. sex and not much, not much uh, conversations. But mm-hmm. after a while, I started, you know, thinking a lot, and then I would just start blabbing in front of these guys. And can you tell us about about the? About your your experience with with drugs as yeah, all this yeah. unfolds. Um, what, what were you fucking with? I was fucking with some pretty heavy shit. Um, like when I was younger, young young age, ecstasy came really quick. I was into that. I was into like how old? Uh, I did ecstasy when I was seventeen for the first time, and after that, I was doing a shitload, just doing it all the time. And then you know, MDMA became a thing. I've yeah, I've done all those kind of psychedelics, acid, shrooms. Drugs are fun. I love getting high. <laughs> and then I uh, introduced it with sex probably in my early 20s. And the double whammy there is just unbelievably fun. So, it, yeah. Dude, you it was, sound like a guy that's roped up in a mix of fucking really good drugs and really good bareback <laughs> raw sex. And you're just totally driven by the ple- the carnal pleasures yeah. of that yeah is there anything that makes you like step back and go like holy fuck like i need to kind of check myself yeah take because a break i'm going to die like you yeah i had that this- thank god i had that but it was pretty deep down into the depths of but yeah you i mean you started going real deep though right yeah. into the drugs like you started yeah. delving into yeah, I started uh, crystal meth. That was the yeah, big one yeah you went breaking bad like you went all the way i did go way. breaking bad um i remember the first time I did it, it was with this regular partner I was barebacking, probably the guy who gave me HIV because he was my regular BB guy up until I tested positive. And I remember he. So uh, you would have wait. You would have like a, a specific bareback guy that you know is probably or based on numbers okay. and the amount of times I've done it with him. Yeah, probably because I've done it with him a bunch of times, and then there were only like a few, like not that many right. before I. I I just think it was him. So he was like your safety guy for a while where you thought that he might not be positive? No, that never crossed my mind. That, I mean, that stuff never crossed what's my his mind. Deal I net? always assume anyone who wants to have unsafe sex with me, I assume they have HIV, which is what everyone assumes. You just assume it in the gay community. So Dude, if you're getting so into it, it – like, oh, that's, why, that's why I don't think people really charge you for manslaughter of giving me HIV because if I was – the person who was going to charge someone for getting me HIV or whatever without telling me, that kind of person wouldn't even go into the situation without a condom in the first place. 
So what happened you know? to him? What happened to your 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 boy? Um, yeah, he offered me meth, and I remember being like, "No, are you fucking kidding me?" And I was judging him, and I thought he was a loser, and I couldn't believe it. Right? Like meth, fuck that. And not long after that, I did it. With what him. was the what was the change in your thought that opened you up to do? I just, I guess I. I don't know. I don't know what changed. Dude, Ricky it. don't just, give a fuck. Like <laughs> Ricky just don't I give a to, shit. I used to have this. I used to say that this thing. This shit don't phase me. This shit doesn't phase me one bit. Yeah. And I used to think that, and I would tell myself these cert, like these powerful thoughts that pretty much say you can handle it. Go do it. It'll be fun and worth it. So I did it, and um, yeah, it was great. Like the the honey badger fuck. is your spirit animal. No, actually, the raccoon is. I'm oh, quite aware of that. My bad. My but bad. Close raccoon, enough. Raccoons are going to fuck they're you. Scrappy they're and scrappy they're, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, so you start doing meth. And are we talking mm-hmm. like, like, how deep does that go? Are we talking like scabby picking meth? Or? Oh, man. Oh, man. Almost. I almost got to that point, yeah. I, um, it was my beard because I, I would smoke it, right? And try and picture this. It's a pretty dark scenario, but like a dark room filled with the smoke and sex sweat and like the moisture in the air with it all, like the smoke would get in my beard. And I remember like the day after I would just pick my fucking face apart. It was so bad. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was really fucking bad. I remember one time I had to go like, it was so bad that I was scabbing and like my face was getting infected. I won't talk about this for too long because it's kind of gross, but I ended up going to the pharmacy, like the pharmacy and, I like had my hand over my face like this because I was just not feeling it. And the doctor, the pharmacist ended up helping me out. And just a, one, that was one of those moments of realization where I'm like, Fuck. like this is getting Can bad. You yeah. The, <clears throat> Can you describe the the high of meth and also like the the come down? Honestly, not a come down. There's no come down. Which is weird. No well, come down. No wonder people fucking love meth yeah, so much. It feels it's like it's like I don't know if you like shrooms, MDMA, it's like all those drugs. It's very similar, but more. And there's more energy, there's more stamina, there's more sweat, there's more oh kind of feelings, you know? And uh yeah, it's just it was just that euphoric it's feeling, euphoric. you know? Yeah. And Orgasms then, and then, would last like two and well, a half I was minutes. Say, throw sex oh on top of God. that. And you're you're looking at uh like when I will say to this day, the best Cloud feeling nine. in my life was being high on meth and having a dick in my mouth. I hate to say it. It sounds awful, but it's true. I find okay. that kind of funny because like <laughs> like where does the pleasure come from? And I always wonder this when I'm getting a blowjob is like, <laughs> like what this is great for me, but what's in it for you? I feel kind yeah, of Yeah, but what do you feel like when you're uh, when you're when you're given oral sex? Uh, it feels good. It does. It does feel good. There yeah. You go. It's true. Okay, but so the well, thought of a penis in my mouth. That's uh, that's 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 cuz you're that's yeah, right. heterosexual. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think okay. if I do yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was going to say I think of a so, penis a little too much for being a hetero male, but um like talking about how good that is and saying that that's the best feeling that you've ever had in your entire life. Does that make you want to go and do that right now? Uh, at this moment, no, because I'm really into this conversation we're having, but yeah, (laughs) when I think about it and I'm alone, I do struggle with that for sure. It gets better and better every day, but yeah. Yeah. I want to know that too, because we were, because while we're sitting here having this conversation, uh, you can't and, think and, about anything else but putting a dick in your mouth. And <laughs> <on that. laughs> God, it's 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 just, it's just everywhere. I just can't stop thinking about it. Um, when I'm when I was and I like I reread uh, 
I reread your uh, your note to us today. Your note, your your story to us. Today. We're with you, and uh, and it, like with Jeremy, like we were saying in the beginning, it had this arc to it where it seemed like you, like it was a story. You had you started. You there was a beginning, there was a middle, and there was an end. And the end kind of seemed like. You went through a tunnel and you've come out on the other end, but yeah. but but simultaneously in the writing and as you're sitting here now talking about it, you seem like those sentences are present. I love it. Yeah. Like, now, when I relive memories, the feeling conjures up again. I actually read an article recently about how to deal with trauma, and it was saying how when you relive past experiences, you you your body starts to feel the same thing. So like if the you were thinking in the brain. Yeah. yeah so exactly. if you're thinking about a time when you were ill, you're you're gonna feel ill and you're gonna your body just goes along with the thoughts. So yeah, when I'm talking about it, I'm totally reliving it for okay. sure. Yeah. But, 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 so, but it's not it's not currently no, this, it's not currently happening. No, no. Okay. No, definitely not. How long, that was the yeah. that was what I'm wondering because it, it the way you're writing it is like that you, you've you've surpassed this already. But then, in the language that you use, it seems like it's present. But not, but that makes total sense. You're yeah, it's been about a year since my last my last uh, encounter with meth. So, okay. so you uh, you start doing meth with your with your boy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what uh, where he's at now. If you have contact with him still? Nope. No. No. And uh, you don't know like what his situation is. Period. I have no clue. No clue. All I knew was where he lived and what his phone number was. I, that's both of those are out of and, my. And I, I, you know, I hate to keep coming back to this, but like, there's no part of you that that there's no part of you that feels like you might be on the run or like or always looking over your shoulder, as in like, you know, one day I'm gonna get a knock on the door and they're gonna go, hey, guess what? So and so died. Absolutely so-and-so died not. And you linked it back to you. You'd be surprised of the unspoken. It's like that unspoken, yeah. like, okay, I think that, I think it really is. The, I think that's the hump that we're having trouble with. Yeah, it's hard it, to it grasp. Is. It is hard to grasp. It's hard to grasp. Me. It really is. And uh, it took me a while. It took me a lot of experience to realize that. Okay, I have, a, I have a, a question here then that it concerns, I guess. Do you think that there are, I'll just put it this way. Do you think that there are people who are getting roped into this who don't? Who aren't vibing on this vibe that you're talking about? Totally, yeah. I think people, because there are guys who are like, I won't fuck you without with a condom. So you either hook up with me without a condom or don't hook up with me at all. And I'm sure a lot of guys get pressured that way, especially with drugs too. Like, I yeah, the drugs is a bigger pressure than the bareback sex. Um, yeah. Then then what about those guys though? What about what about the guys who maybe don't know what they're getting into? What what would you say to them? I don't think there are guys that don't know what they're getting into. You'd have to be really stupid to not I know what you're getting that. into. No, I disagree with that. I, I can't, I cannot, man, no. I cannot as a human being sit here and believe that there's someone out there who is who is choosing to have sex with people without a, who's feeling like forced or coerced and into having sex Without a condom and being like, eh, well, fuck it. If I get it, I get it. Yeah, but like, think about this. I mean, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I lean more towards what you're saying, but at the same time, think about what you know about HIV. I associate HIV with 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 
gay with people who are gay, with yeah. gay men. And if I'm far removed from the gay community, and that's how I associate HIV, don't you think people in the gay community are pretty in the know yeah, about dude, that? Yeah, but dude, you're talking about you're talking about an infectious disease that can straight up fucking end your life. And I know, brain. but I think that that's the thing is that, that I'm that I I I know we're we're I feel like. It's hard to wrap my head around, but the more you kind of explain it, I, I I start to think like, yeah, how can they not know? Like, think of it this way: there are, but s- you you can know, but but to know and still be like, but there's this unspoken rule, so I'm going to fucking do it anyway, or let this guy. But fuck that me guy anyway. makes his own decisions. He dis- whether or not he was pressured into having unsafe sex, he decided to do it. So that means he's taking his own risk. But coming to what Brian said, this this thing of people not knowing what they're getting into. I mean, like, but or, they do. so so this. But, <laughs> but, in, but do they though? This is the thing. It's like you put trust in, in people cake. that you want. That so sex is this very intimate. A special thing for people. Whether you're fucking snorting meth and and just taking it real raw, hard in the ass, right? Or not? And, and I, I know that sounds funny, but I, but, but hold awesome. on, just, yeah, yeah. just just be just stick with me for a second, I, yeah? Because I do mean this. Doesn't it doesn't matter what kind of sex you're having? Sex is an intimate, special thing for people, right? It's a very special thing. Man, I don't know fucking how to how to word this, but like to to go into something that's so special like sex, like you put trust in people, right? Like I would I would assume that most people would go, oh, well, this person's telling me that they want to fuck without a condom. Well, clearly, clearly they wouldn't have HIV if they were going to tell me that they're only going to fuck me without a condom. See the the the. Most and when I say most, I mean like a hundred percent of the guys would not think that. If the guy says I don't want to fuck without a con- I don't want to fuck with a condom, then the other guy's gonna be like, okay, well you must have HIV. Okay, oh my, it's, I, that's, I, there are so I, many I of us who have again, it. I, I think I disagree with you in the sense, but I'm gonna put it back to what you said earlier. You said the first time you fucked without a condom. You were nervous, and then the second time, not so much, and then the third time and fourth time, then it just became whatever. I probably have it now. Right. But if you knew as much as you are a hundred percent sure right now, then you would probably be a hundred percent sure the first time you had sex without a condom and say, "Fuck it, I got HIV the first time," rather like, than being it, it, gradually built up to being unsure. But let's it. put it this way: yeah. if uh, uh, you know, Joe approaches Dave, and Joe says, "Dave, I want to fuck you," and Dave goes. Well, Joe, I'm only gonna fuck you if you don't wear a condom, or if I don't, if I, if I, if I can fuck you without a condom. And Joe goes, mm, "Well, do you have HIV?" And Dave goes, "Yeah." Do you think Joe's gonna go? All right, well, let's fucking do it. Let's like hop in the back, the back seat, right? So, what's the difference between that and going? And going, uh, hey Dave, do you have? And doesn't say anything. He says, "Hey, yo, I don't want to fuck you I, I, without a condom." And Joe goes, "Well, you probably have HIV." Like to me, it just sounds so fucking crazy. It sounds you're like putting a, be, you're uh... putting an amount of trust into someone saying it's not that they're trusting; it's just they're assuming that they have it. But I mean, and again, like nine percent of the time, if if Joe says I don't want to fuck with a condom, Bob is going to ask, "Okay, well, do you have HIV?" Like yeah. it's the only time it's unspoken really is when. 
you're both kind of in the same boat, my, meaning you're both on the bareback website. The you're both on the website. Yeah, That's okay. what the website is really good for. Because when thing, you're on there, you're you're okay. in the ball field and you know what you're getting into. It's right. honestly, guys know what they're getting into. It, you, like people may get pressured into it, but they, in the end of the day, you make that fucking decision whether or not, and you can decide to ask, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and we, like, they do ask. And well, it's just up to them whether or not they decide to go through with now it. Now, have you ever? Here's a question: Have no, you I ever haven't. had anybody ask you, and you tell oh. them, and you lie to them? Oh God, no, no, no! I always tell the truth. Always, always tell them, like, no, I have it. Totally, hundred percent. But you have uh, fucked guys who didn't ask, and I and didn't, didn't tell. tell. Yeah. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper. And listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. My one... My one... Thing where I, I I start to see it uh, from your perspective too, Ricky, is is the point that I do believe that the onus is on both sides. I I do think that if you're going and having unprotected sex, then whether you're asking or not, or talking about it or not talking about it, you're still subjecting yourself to that risk. That's one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that if you know, then I think that you should put that out there, whether it's assumed or not assumed. I think that every everybody should be able to be open and honest about the situation that they're getting themselves into. Because as Jeremy said, sex is a very um, beautiful and special thing that we share as human beings. And to not be sure about what you're getting into, then you're you're increasing that risk mm-hmm. of contracting something like, like HIV. And I mean, it just I've, builds I've, the community but, up but bigger the, and bigger. But the biggest thing about this entire thing is that people are having sex at a, at a young fucking age now. And it's, and it's getting, it's getting younger as far as I understand from, from studies that are put out there. They said, I, I believe now that the average age that people are first losing their virginity is moved down from 16 to 14 people when they're that the age, average, yeah, the average age of of people losing their virginity has moved down from sixteen to fourteen. Is what I what I read in a recent study. I I don't know. Don't fucking quote me on it. It could be a bullshit fact. Okay? <laughs> That's, here's some bro yeah. science for you, bro. That's yeah, about in the same in yeah. the same sentence. Brian gave a stat and then said, "Don't don't quit. Don't quit." I want to hear what you can quote me say. on. I, I definitely read that. Yeah. In, no, I'm, in, not, sorry, I'm just, I'm just thinking yeah. funny. So. But but my point is is that when people are young, they don't fucking know. They don't they Mm-mm. whether whether there's this assumed thing that goes on between uh, in the gay community or whatever. When you first step into that, no matter what it is in life, when you first step into something, you never really know what you're getting into. You're always learning. When you first try something, it's a new experience, and no matter how much somebody tells you about it, you don't really fucking know until you get into it. Like I, I had unprotected sex um, when I lost my virginity. Me too. Okay, <laughs> and and I was always told growing up that you have sex with a condom. Like I was always told that, but the person who I lost my virginity to 
said, like, this is how this is how we're gonna do it. Like, this is how it happens right now. And I don't know. I'm in the heat of the moment. I'm a kid losing my virginity. Like a guy when I'm 16. Like, do you think I'm gonna sit there and tell this girl no? Uh, See, no. I was I was the opposite because I because that was. But I, I'm I'm empathetic with what you're saying, Ricky. In the way that like when I first had sex, I was like, oh. Like I can't not wear a condom. Like that's not even an option. Yeah. Same. But then you, but then you do it once with that condom, do it, and yeah. then you're like, and then you're like, whoa, you're that like, pussy was way hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like the temperature jacked up like ten degrees. This get, was way better. But then you're like, you your but then you're on. like, but then there is that thought, like, well, that was way better. Yeah, and that's then, like, but you're concerned. But then you do it once more, and then the concern goes down. And like, yeah. I think, I, I think in general. I mean, if there's a, a lesson to be learned here in in this this fucking conversation that we've had, that's been in, very in depth, and we've been we have been hammering this thing kind of to death. But I think the, the and and I and I don't think this is just for HIV. I think this goes for every fu- like every fucking thing that's out there that you can contract through sex. Just fucking ask. Just talk. Like just talk about it. You know what I mean? Like. It's not going to ruin the mood to go, hey, when was the last time you were checked? That's such a fucking simple, quick question. And if the person gives you a sketchy answer and is like, oh, I don't really know, then wrap that shit up or make them wrap that shit up. And if, you know, I don't know. Fuck. I Man. Know. I know. Why? Why? It, sex is just such well, an amazing thing. Why does it have to be? Why does why does it have to come with this host full of like diseases? diseases because yeah, there's too sucks. many people on the planet. Fucking right. Yeah. And the people the people made people made diseases so that there wouldn't be more people. But then we made medicine for the things that. And then we made money off people. of it. <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to talk about. So what like what is it now? What is it like living with the disease, and how are you managing that? Uh, well, I got a doctor. I got a family doctor in Toronto. Um, and uh, my experience wasn't the greatest. He, um, what, he, what force? At what point were you like? I got to clean up my act. I'm curious about that. Uh, like, I got tested you, like, in September, this not this last September, but a couple Septembers ago. I ended up seeing the doctor in December. So between September and December was like you were just a madman. I was a madman. I was yeah. a hot fucking mess. But then December came along, and I was um, starting to get my shit together. Okay, because um doing drugs plus having HIV that's untreated, that's just a really steep, steep, steep slope that I wasn't really wanting to go down. So I met up with him and he did a crazy intake, took a bunch of blood, got my numbers back, and he just, there's a lot of medications for it. Like there's a ton of antiretrovirals out there, like 20 different kinds that's approved by the FDA. And um, they all work. Like you take this for two weeks every day, your virus plummets from 50,000 to zero. Like in like two weeks, these oh, meds like work really fast. Jesus. And um, that was his goal. Like get you on the meds as soon as possible. Medicate, medicate, medicate. And um, I just had this weird – I didn't know any better. Like I was like, okay, I guess these pills work. It's going to be covered because I'm a, I'm a poor person so I don't have to pay for it. Um, and I thought that's my only option. So what else am I going to do? I'm not going to bother thinking about anything else. And then I don't know exactly what it was that hit me, but something hit me like the night before I saw him, my doctor. And it was just basically saying, I don't know what it was, but I just 
something was telling me that like conventional prescription medications just isn't the right way to go about it for me, for you, for me, I'm just saying, um, but yeah. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I don't know why I thought about it. I never thought about that before. And it it just fucking hit me. And then I, I did a bunch of research online and we all know what the internet's like. It's, it's a scary place, but, but there is a lot of Intel on there and a lot of it is like a lot of it's true. A lot of it's not, but I, I've read a lot of stories of people saying that they're treating themselves with all these natural supplements and just a healthy diet and eating good things that are good for you that and that can help kill the virus. And these people live healthy lifestyles without ever taking a medication in their life. So did you go into the doctor the next day and be like, yo, doc, yeah. fuck these drugs? Pretty much, yeah. And um, the argument didn't last very long. He he didn't really and the frustrating thing is is he didn't give me these options like when i saw him he just said we're going to get you medicated like i said in the email a doctor your family doctor especially if you have an infectious disease you want you you have no choice but to put your trust in him even if it's easy or hard and i expect someone who has my life in their hands is going to give me all of my options, not just something he can make a dollar off of, which is what he does when he prescribes his patients with medications. But he doesn't, he, he's not trained to even give you that option, the that, holistic option. But I think that's just ridiculous. Like, and he probably doesn't believe in it either. He, whether he believes it or not, like if, if he's an HIV specialist, you know, he should give. But here's the other thing. Here, well, let me just add this. If the drugs that he is, you know, whether he makes a dollar off it or not, the drugs that he's telling you to take, if those drugs are statistically are shown to work, mm-hmm. just hands down work, of course he's going to be like, are you fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> dude, I have, yeah. the, I, have the, I have the antidote right here. It's in my hand. Just mm-hmm. fucking take this, right? So- if you come in and you're like, ah, eh, you know what, fuck that shit. I want to like, like drink more carrot uh, juice, or I read or, this on the internet, or you know, whatever. And like, right. as even if it's the most valid place, he, of course he's gonna go. No, don't do, like, and, don't do and, that. And we're coming from we're coming from this from a place, or at least I am, that we we've had this conversation a few times on the podcast in regards to big pharma companies mm-hmm. making a ton of money yeah. and wanting. We were particularly particularly talking about on one episode about medical marijuana and big pharma being against that because you can grow it and you can do it yourself and <laughs> they won't make yeah. any money off of it. And how, and I do think that that is a thing. I, I Oh, absolutely. Sure. And I do think that there are doctors out there that are getting kickbacks. Not every for doctor, sure. obviously. Now I come from a, my situation is very specific in that you can't, live I without cannot, it. I literally can't fucking live without those pharma companies. Yeah. There is no alternative there straight up is no alternative. My genes don't allow that. My lungs will stop functioning if I don't take Ventolin. What's wrong with you? I have I have a, a, a chronic lung disease called cystic fibrosis. So oh. my lungs are slowly but surely shutting down. Wow. Uh, I need that kind of medication to live. Mm-hmm. There is no ands, ifs. Which which is which if sands if sands if sands or buds. Thank you, thank which you. Which gives you. us a really which gives the three of us Qu- a, quite a bit a of a really, dynamic, a really because, dynamic yeah. view on it. Because like I know, I, 
on 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 that hand of things, I'm like, oh, <laughs> praise the pharmaceutical companies that make those drugs because Jeremy's here. Yeah, and and praise the the research uh, companies uh, or and the the foundations that raise money for the research that yeah. allows the pharmaceutical companies, but. I totally also believe in some of that like zeitgeist conspiracy theory shit. That's like, well, the cancer foundation doesn't want cancer to be cured because the foundation's a company and the company wouldn't exist if the disease didn't exist and they make money and they help the economy and the economy is It just seems like a huge scam to me. Yeah. And like your case different. You you have no other choice or alternative. Exactly. And again, you were saying, and let us be very clear. You were, you said, and, you said very clearly, it just didn't make sense. It just didn't make for sense for you. Yeah, yeah, I just for didn't you get it didn't it. make sense to so, me. It felt like you know when you go in the grocery store and you read you open you read a package and it has that twelve letter word on it. And you don't know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people don't want to eat it and they assume mm-hmm. it's bad for you. I kind of had this thought process if like if I can't find the source of something, it's probably not good for me. Mm. I, I'm that's just a thought I had. So how the fuck am I gonna find the source of this blue pill? You know? There's gonna be a million names, a million twelve letter words. It just I'm not gonna be able to get to the root source of it. You know, I, I just I don't know what the fuck I'm putting in my body. But what about what about um <clears throat> what about just the curious? Like everything everything on this this planet, so for example, this microphone that I'm talking into, everything, every single thing in this room. It all came from the earth. But right? you can go backwards to that in every way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you totally. can you can but go backwards to that in every that, way in, exactly. in medication too. So I'm just saying no, like I know. That's but I'm, I'm just saying. saying here's my point though. Here's my point on that. I'm just saying that like just because you can't read the name and it is this combination of this chemically produced or whatever, you you still don't know and I don't know what exactly is in it. I hate big pharma companies for a lot of reasons. I like them for the reason that they keep Jeremy alive. <laughs> I, I think that when you put money and you're incentivized by money and anything, then people get greedy and it gets over the top. And the, perhaps the dollar amount that we pay for drugs is is ridiculous. My my I guess where I'm going with this is, or <laughs> I took a long way to get to this point, but but my thing is if if that AIDS or sorry HIV medication works, then great, you can take it. If there's an alternative that is healthy and holistic that works the same amount, then yeah, I can totally see why you wouldn't want to take those pills and why you would go that other route. So my question is, is is what you're doing holistically equal to what you could be getting treatment-wise from Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Like I said earlier, it takes not even like two weeks to become undetectable if you're on any of these antivirals. And this holistic way is, is not as... I just got tested. I got my results back on Monday. It was three months of taking like 10 supplements a day. And what kind of... What, what, yeah, can, what, what kind of... Uh, what are you right. I take number one, garlic. Garlic, garlic, garlic. It has so many healthy properties to it. Great for your blood. Right online, people take it with HIV. So I tried it. So garlic is the number one thing, and St. John's Ward is another one. Um, and uh, olive leaf is another one. So I take those three every day. And the, between the three months, my— Do you take um, those in pill form? Yeah, I'm, like, choking on those fuckers every morning. It's bad. But um, uh, so, like, 
Do you have like really solid shits? Uh, my shits are pretty good. Yeah. They're not solid, but like they're pretty, they're pretty consistent. Um, yeah, and like I feel good because I'm taking all these things too. I mean, on, you look on good. top like, of the it, fact I, that I'm sick. It's like just we said, you don't look you sick. Look, they're benefiting so, yeah. me in yeah. other ways. Um, so my virus, my viral load was twenty eight thousand. Went from twenty eight to twenty four. So it's still up there. It's pretty much the exact same. And and so those numbers don't mean a thing to to me, right? So oh yeah, uh, what, uh, what's a like what's a real bad high situation? High is anything above fifty thousand. Okay. If you're above a hundred thousand, I think that's like classified as eight. Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm twenty four now. I'm from twenty eight to twenty four, and that's so three months of no medications. So you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And then my CD four went from like really low, like freakishly fucking low from like 190 something which is what's the cd4 uh any cd4 cells it's your it's these cells in your blood i guess and they um you want that number to go up and you want your virus to go down down. so anything above 500 is good i went for 490 do you mean 500 is good for a person who doesn't have hiv no if you uh i don't know i'm talking about someone with hiv yeah um so i'm almost up to the your good point so my like my CD4 count okay more than doubled. So for so, you, mean, you're finding that this holistic approach is working. Is helping. I mean, it's I working. think right, or at least in the very least, it's keeping you. Uh, it's not getting worse. Level. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like if I didn't take anything for these three months, I'd You'd probably, probably be, be okay. Yeah. Well, think of it this way: you've got, uh, and I'm not. Uh, uh, okay, I'll put it this way: you can go. You can be overweight. Like severely overweight, and you can go get liposuction, or you could put in the work. I'm not saying that everybody who's overweight can put in the work, and da, 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 da. I'm just saying, just as a as a superficial right, analogy, right. that you could go and you know change your diet, change your lifestyle, exercise in a different way. It's going to take way longer than it would have if they had got surgically removed it for you, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to get there over a longer period of in time. In a much healthier way. That's how way. I'm kind of right. thinking of that same thing. So, I mean, you're obviously hoping in three months for that to go down another three or four thousand. Totally, yeah. That's one way of looking. And look, just I'm not trying to be like contrary, but just being devil's advocate. That's one way of looking at it. But I don't think that those two parallels are nearly the same as drugs that are known to work versus a holistic approach that is like, well, d- will it work? Will it not work? We're not sure. Let's try. Well, maybe, but then I mean, but if it, so let's say I, I, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, like sure, that. I'm really sure. flip floppy on this. Sure. One, so if you, so if you, if you did all these supplements and then you went and got your, uh, your viral test back and it was like, well, you went from 28,000 to like 35,000. Would you yeah. do like, What would well, you do? Uh, good question. Medication is my last resort. Right. Um, next I would have, I probably would have looked online to see what else people are taking. Like people take elderberry supplements too to help with their HIV. I just look for other stuff. My next resort actually is cannabis oil, which I would like to get my hands on. We all hear about these breakthroughs with cancer. I mean, why not mm-hmm. HIV, right? There's a dispensary that just opened up in Cole Harbor. Like I, I just got approved to the Lyft Cannabis Company. It's just going to take four to six months for me to actually get some product. But yeah, I got approved cool. my doctor. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that uh, you're talking up. about that, right? The, Tasty Buds, Tasty Buds oh, is, the, is the... Cool. It's a dispensary, sorry. Oh, okay. What, what am I thinking of in Collaborate? They're called Lyft. Yeah, that's who I got affiliated with. But um, what you said earlier about like... Um, oh, fuck, I'm getting lost for a second. Uh, I've got... If, I'll let you see if you can get that thought, but um, I've got two things that I really want to... I think are really valuable to this conversation. 
Um, and the first one I think is that I, I do, I do really want to believe in this holistic approach and, and I like Taylor's analogy and I think that this is, I think it's great what you're doing, but I also am wary to say to people that like, if like there's a, there is an alternative online. If you just go and Google and find some information, then try that first. Because I think that it really depends on oh, the yo, source of that. We are not like, medical professionals. No. We are not, oh, yeah. we are not yeah. telling anyone to do anything. Totally. Fucking. Yeah. We're it's, just having a fucking conversation and that's it. Because like, I'm sure that, you know, that some people might try what you're doing and it doesn't work. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's and, not, but, might not be but for I everyone. think that there's, I think there's legitimate sources for some reputable, um, holistic alternatives, but I also yeah. think that there's fucking garbage out there, yeah. right? Well, dude, that's and, why holistic nutrition exists. That's why naturopaths, yeah, exactly. Do- naturopathic and, and that's are, what I mean. Like, go so to expensive. somebody who is credible, who is who has trained in that, not somebody who is like, I've tried this in my bathroom or in my kitchen at home. Yeah, have you ever worked. seen a naturopath? Have you ever? Have you no, I actually haven't yet. I haven't seen uh, any holistic or naturopath doctors. I'm not using this as an excuse, but they're fucking expensive. They are, and, oh. and they're not covered. No, and not covered one bit. This <clears throat> is, a, and the second part is, it's a. This is a whole can of worms. Um, yeah, I just, I do have to say it. I am so on the opposite end. I know, I like oh, it. Fuck. It's good to have it, one person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely. But you got you have opposite to understand end of what. That. Of the of the natural of the, of na- the holistic thing, but not no not not the holistic thing. I mean, look, I look. I'm I've, saying I've I done, want it. I'm not saying I've that done, it's the. I've done right. no, like a number of yoga teacher trainings, and like I totally believe in. I totally believe in holistic medicine, mm-hmm. but there are some things that I just will totally, not. and Fuck, that's what like I'm saying. Homeopathy. Don't even fucking get me started on that. Bullshit. But here's here's where I was going with this. Here's my second. I'll point. fucking say it. But here's oh, my like second point. Hardcore which, bullshit. But which. Which I was going to get into is my like one of the things where I'm very strongly on your side, Jer, is is the whole anti-vaxxers movement. Oh. Like that shit drives me. But that's fucking not, that's not related to this. Well, no, uh, they're not totally that re- far from. Yeah, it's it is not related that. to this because anti-vaccination is anti anti-pharmaceutical. Anti-pharmaceutical. Companies. They're yeah. saying like, yo, vaccinations are going to give my kid autism. I'm not fucking doing it. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give my. Uh, I'm going to give my kid a beetroot supplement instead of the vac- vaccine. Uh, that, uh, I don't feel like that is I, – I don't feel like that's a but, crazy thing to assume no, that they but, would do. But what they're saying is that being by being natural and not putting anything into you is better, which is not – they're not saying go find beetroot or something like that. They're just saying do nothing because it's better than putting these chemicals into your body. Dude, look at the – Look at the millions. Well, those of lives people are fucking. Those people saved. are fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that, know, yeah. but that's that's you know the whole okay. point. Hey, let let me jump in here and just say this. It is it this is, is a this conversation. This is a topic. Anybody who's anti-vaccination is a fucking is, idiot. Is an idiot. Yeah, and there's no issue saying. That. Yeah, no, I have no problem saying that either. Yeah, me neither. But let me just say that. And sorry, Ricky, if you're anti-vax. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but let me say this right now. I think this is a very good topic for us to come back to on episode thirty. Let's shelve it. Let's come back to Ricky because we got a little bit fucking (laughs) sorry, Ricky. A little bit off track there. (laughs) Though, though, I just and I'm not going to get into this, but it is it is the same. It is on this topic that that whole thing about anti-vax. It is on the same conversation as this. But we'll go back to Ricky again. Yeah. Yeah. So let's shelve it. Go back to Ricky. You so Ricky, you are you're you're doing good. You look great. Thank you for a third time. You're you're doing great. (laughs) 
Uh, Jeremy's slowly changing his mind about how he feels about it. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> dick in my mouth. Yeah, you look good. You feel good. What's up? Let's go. Uh, yo, can we get you guys fucking raging? Right <laughs> uh, so what's, what's, what's life like now? Like, are, What's your sex life like now? Uh, honestly, I'm not having sex right now. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. God, I, how after hard I, is that? It's... I'm having. I've had a couple encounters in Halifax. Yeah. I just. I'm just trying to lay low, and you know, I'll, I'll rub it out a couple times in the day, but no, not really much sex. But what you said earlier about how um, the easy way out—that's that was whole part of my epiphany that made me think that taking these natural like supplements that like that's what made me um, feel like it was the right thing because. It's like the eat, like you hear in like throat life, the easy way is never the right way. Don't take the easy way out. Go the long road. That's the right like way to feel, go. Like you feel better about yourself because you're taking the long road. Well, yeah, I think HIV meds, they're, they're handed to you. You don't pay a penny. Your doctor gives them to you. Your virus is gone pretty much. You know, you're good to go. The, that's the easy way out to me. I find you're just such an extreme human, you know, <laughs> like you're like you're this whole risk assessment thing to come back to. And and since like being a young child, you've always hold, like it seems like you've always held on to this like well, Ricky J don't give a fuck, you know like that, and you <laughs> even carry that into the and without without saying that same phrase, but you even carry that into your treatment of HIV, which I find fucking fascinating. Like it's just so interesting to see. Humans, man, we are, we're like, there's just, we're so fat because I am, I am the complete opposite, right? Like I, I would be like, give me those fucking. Well, it's like the disease can either beat you or you can beat it. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't feel like taking pills every day is my way of beating it. Yeah. And I, uh, and like all diseases in general, I think, I really think positive thinking goes a long way. So my mindset with this disease is like, it's like, it's, it's dirt on my shoe. I, if I want, I can flick it away and it'll be gone. I, I, it is nothing to me. It is so minimal in my life. It has, it doesn't affect me at all. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's how I think. I like to, I like to even forget that I have it. Like I, I always have pills every day, but it's just on my mind as little as possible. Yeah. And I feel like, the more I minimalize it in my brain, the m- more it's going to be minimalized in my body. Sure. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I mean, it's working for you right now. Yeah, it's working for me. Right? Like I said, I am not undetectable. Yeah. People can get it from me, but like I feel good. And this, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of side effects from these meds. That's a, a one, a, <coughs> a, one thing that I, that really scared me. Like, I've had friends tell me I can't even go out in the sun for more than an hour without getting heat stroke, yeah. liver damage, bleeding noses, stomach ulcers, all this all shit, shit, right? And that's just short-term side effects. You don't like after five years of taking the meds, God knows. Yeah. At least when I'm taking these supplements, I know what it's doing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's all pretty good. Yeah. So that's that with that. I just You, yeah. you just mentioned something uh, that made me kind of curious about the – uh, the stigma surrounding HIV. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. When 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 I walked into the room and you were like, hey, Jeremy, and I was like, Ricky, and I gave you a hug, there was this part of me that went, whoa, this is the first time I'm ever physically embracing another human who I willing like know has HIV. And not to say that I thought like, oh, maybe I'll get it here. Mm-hmm. But 
Isn't that interesting that the, the thought went through my mind of, whoa, I'm getting like, I'm physically embracing someone with HIV. And I know that there was a, there, there, there is people out there who are just like, whoa, like get the fuck away from mm-hmm. you. When HIV, HIV like, and AIDS that was like a oh. thing that happened in oh, America. Gosh. That was massive, like, right? Dude, people were quarantined. Yeah. yeah. Because and they, so, didn't, they didn't know how it was. And transmitted. that's exactly my point is that I feel like because of that type of reaction. People were outcast. The, like this thought of, uh, it's like Louis C.K.'s um, joke about uh, um, subtle racism. Like, you're not a racist, but when you see, uh, you know, a black kid walk into a convenience store with his hood up, you go, oh, that's okay. That's an okay thing. It instantly brings up those feelings. It it instantly brings, yeah, it invokes this feeling Mm -hmm. of, and then you try to justify it. And and so there was this subtle awareness of like, Ricky has HIV. The subtle stigma. Now, what I'm wondering, yeah, subtle stigma. There we go. There, let's coin it. Hashtag subtle stigma. (laughs) Uh, Have you come across like legit stigma in ways that you were kind of shocked by or or almost hurt by not really no 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 i had like for i mean for the longest time the only people i was really hanging out with were other hiv positive people like i lost all my friends because i was doing drugs i wasn't in a social setting where it would have been stigmatized um but um sorry laura but my sister one time wouldn't um smoke a joint with me and that was probably oh, wow. that was probably the one time where I'm like, Kinda "Are hurt. you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Like, so and did she? Did she obviously that that doesn't there. She couldn't catch HIV from you unless I, you had like an open sore. Yeah, unless something. I was bleeding on the joint. Yeah. She yeah. licked off all the blood. I mean, yeah. not in your saliva. So it's yeah. I so, just I don't know. I just it just I don't wouldn't say I was mad that she was like that there was stigma on it. It's just. It was just sad that it, she wouldn't take my joint. Yeah. <laughs> so then you had to smoke it to your head. Yeah, I just smoked to myself. Yeah. Uh, so how? And I, I guess that's a good point. Um, how has your family reacted? Um, I wanted to keep it a secret from my parents. Uh, my two sisters would have been good enough. They're great. I love my older sister Laura, and I love my older sister Natalie. I told them both. Um, Again, sorry, Laura, but the fucking bitch told my mom and fuck my, you, Laura. I know, I know, <laughs> fucking Laura. and she said she texted me. She's like, "Don't say anything bad about me." Um, yeah. No, so she so she told my mom while Just I was at work, you, and uh, like my mom's texting me at work, being like, you, you, "Laura told me you're this, you're that," and yeah, my mom's probably ha- she's probably still like dealing with it as you can imagine your yeah, kid yeah, yeah. gets a disease in a big giant city all alone are you happy she knows now though like, um are, are you, honestly oh, no oh, I, yeah. I can i don't i don't need this might sound harsh but i don't need her for it yeah and it's just it's just it just adds Drama. worry for yeah. her like you know i i don't i don't need her help and i don't want it because if like her helping me or her getting involved is just so much harder on her right I remember one time she said it was a family disease. I almost slapped her in the face. But see, like it's the reason why I didn't want I didn't want my mom to know because she it's affecting her that much, you know. I, oh, right. she meant like it's that a family disease. disease. Everyone, yeah, like family. I'm sick too because of all this kind of right. thing. Yeah, and it was it was bad, and we had quite a couple mm-hmm. fights about it. But now, like they just support the hell out of me. They're so good about it. My dad, he's just like, get your numbers checked, keep on top of it, you know. And everyone's really supportive. For a while there, my mom was like, there's no way you're going out west without medication. Like, you are not going tree planting until you have meds on you. 
And it took me a really long time to send her these links to all these websites everywhere with uh, holistic knowledge or and whatnot. Um, How does she feel about that scene now? Now she's so great. She yeah. buys my pills for me, which is awesome because they're fucking expensive. Because yeah. Yeah. I take so many of them a day. She takes me to the health shop and we go and she's proud of me. So that's, that's really, Sweet. really important. And same with my sisters. They're all proud of me and they're all supportive. So family right on. And back to the drugs, like to get out of the whole drug addiction, I would not have been able to do that without my family. Yeah. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who like a bigger city, you feel stuck when you're on these drugs. Cause you're so disconnected from everyone in the world. You're, you're so alone. And when you're in that city, you just, you don't know how to get out. So I was really fucking lucky that I have a family like I do. I yeah. can imagine that would be like super challenging to open up to them and say like, yeah, hey, it was. this, yeah, it's going on. How, how did you tell uh, them? Um, well, Natalie, Natalie, my, uh, my sister, she, um, she, like, she knew about the HIV and stuff. They didn't really know about the drug problem. Natalie kind of clued into it after a while. Um, but she still doesn't have any, any, any idea how perfect it was when she came and she literally like picked me up out of Toronto and like swooped me up under her wing and took me out of there. And it was definitely an awesome moment. Cause was she, she, was she kind of, uh, in on the fact that there was something going on. That she was- probably knew there was something up, um, had no clue what. And also like my addiction to drugs was probably a little bit covered up because I was depressed from having HIV. Right. Mm-hmm. So people probably just think, Oh, he's down and out cause he has HIV. So like there was, it was obvious that there was some problem, but yeah, she, um, she was just planning on visiting me in Toronto and that was the plan, have her visit and then she'll go. Like the idea of me leaving with her was just no way I wasn't going to leave. But then just one night it like snapped in my brain again. I had like this unknown, epiphany. a fucking epiphany where something up there was just like, you need to go with your sister. And it just made so much sense of all people in the world to like rescue me from this shitty world of drugs. And she just, she came and I told her, I was like, Natalie, I'm going tree planting with you. And she got so excited. She came to Toronto. She gave me 24 hours to pack up my stuff. And then we hit the road and, I haven't done drugs since then. Do you think she so, saved your life? Totally. A hundred percent. If she hadn't come, I like God knows I probably would still be in Toronto. I would have, I just didn't have that opportunity. Like a lot of people need an opportunity to come to them to get yeah, help, yeah. you know, otherwise they're just, they're stuck. And honestly love like fam- loving family is the best fucking answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Natalie. Um, Man, this has been a conversation. Fascinating and yeah. Conversation. Uh, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to to dive into? Um, um I I just wanted to point out you'd like to say to uh I just I wish I would like to see where awareness raised when it comes to the gay communities in larger cities who are addicted to crystal meth because it is huge. Like, it's a fucking epidemic. You would yeah. not believe how many people are doing it or have it. Like, I remember this one friend I had. I've known him for years. And when we were younger, he'd be like, oh, don't smoke a joint. Don't do drugs. Never, never, never. He's so anti-drug. And then I'm talking to him on this bareback website, and he's asking if I want to blast the pipe with him. And I'm thinking, you too? Like, not you. And that's where epidemics spread so quickly because when I realized, oh, fuck, Kyle's doing it. 
all right, I'm going to do it too. He's doing it. Okay, I'm going to do it too. The more people that are involved, the less of a problem it seems. Mm-hmm. That's like when I caught like got indirect H- peer pressure, really. It's yeah, nice. and like the like as it grows, the less yeah. serious it is to these guys. So these guys are running around. I got HIV. All right, cool. Me too. And I'm, I'm smoking drugs. Yeah, me too. Like I, I at least that's how I felt. I feel like the epidemic grows quicker, quicker, quicker because the more people that are doing it, the less serious it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that's just something I wanted to yeah. point out there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's a ton of guys out there who are going through what I went through, and I just wish that. I hope that people can hold themselves. And I think a lot of the times the only therapy and the only answer sometimes is to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm honestly scared to go back yeah. to the city because when I go back to Toronto, I know it's going to be there and available. So do I'm, you, do you have any want for the barebacking community to communication to change uh, communication more than just are you a top or a bottom my place your place i think there needs to be you need to lay it down on the table if you have a disease if you yeah. don't like talk about it yeah. whether or not it's in your on your site or not if you're doing drugs like talk about the fact that it's a problem you know not who's going to supply it where are we going to get it like and I've I've I started doing that with my partners a couple times. It would ultimately leave lead to me getting kicked out of their house because they didn't want me to you know rant on. Yeah. But communication the, for sure. I feel like because you get so disconnected when you're on that drug, it just takes you away from everything. Mm. So yeah, communication definitely brings it brings it together. And hopefully, the more you communicate, the more people might realize how much of a problem it is, and then maybe people will seek help. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, uh, thank you for coming in. Thanks, thanks for having for, me. Thanks yeah. for talking to us. Uh, you know, I, man, fuck, I wish you all man. the best thank with, you. <laughs> with the, you know, the route that you're taking and, and, uh, and I have no doubt that, you know, you're going to come out on, on the other side and, uh, keep us posted. You know, oh, I will. Let us know yeah. I'm going to be, levels are and, I'm going to be writing them on banners. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, and anybody who listened to this today, just like fucking go get checked. Mm-hmm. Talk to your partners, uh, whether they're a one night stand or someone that you've been with for a little while. Um, and be tell smart. them to listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, be smart and be healthy. Don't uh, do drugs. Don't do drugs uh, unless uh, no, unless no, it's no, fun. Exactly. <laughs> unless they're fun drugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. Dude, what an amazing conversation. And hi, everyone. Well, that was a conversation. Um, So look, I I just want to reiterate that, you know, what you just heard was one person's uh, experience and in no fucking way represents an entire community as a whole. Sure, there may be talks of a very um, uh, specific subculture, but, you know, we're not trying to perpetuate stigma, right? That's the last thing we want to do. In fact, when we recorded this episode and listened back 
uh, it brought up a lot of uh, uncomfortable feelings for Brian, Taylor, and I. And we weren't really sure if we wanted to put it out to the world. But fuck, I mean, like, we had no idea uh, about this. And someone's got to talk about it. Someone's got to bring it out. So, um, yeah, and and look... If you if you are someone uh, that who has been affected by HIV or AIDS and and is looking for resources, just know that you can go to canfar.com. Okay, that's C-A-N-F-A-R.com, the Canadian Foundation for AIDS Research. It's a fantastic website. Has tons of resources. Uh, you know things like uh, talking about treatments and testing and and other um, other stories of people who have HIV. Um, and also a really great page that, with links to other resources, um, resources, websites on the national level and right down to the provincial level as well. Um, fuck. Well, that's our episode. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.